everyone. Welcome to the QBIQ podcast. This is Chet Walters. Bringing to you a great episode today with Mike Riddleman, Director of Player Personnel of College Gridiron Showcase. Wealth of information and knowledge on the recruiting process from high school to college and the scouting process from college to professional, whether that's NFL, CFL, or overseas. Uh, College Gridiron Showcase is a great event for players like this to showcase their talent in front of scouts and work their way to get those opportunities for a pro contract. Mike's got a ton of information, uh, great coaches that he works with. Uh, We paired up a few years ago at an all-star game ourselves, coached together. So really cool friendship and relationship that we have. Loved having him on and learning more about the recruiting and the scouting process. So without further ado, we will dive into this week's episode with Mike Riddleman, Director of Player Personnel, College Gridiron Showcase. And everybody, don't forget, stay tuned on all of our social channels and check out qbiqsystem.com for more information and the full system. Here we go. All right, guys, we've got Mike Riddleman here. Super pumped to have you on, brother, on the QBIQ podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Great to be Great to be here and talk with you. Very cool. Very cool. So, all right, we got a connection uh, through an all-star game a few years ago, and I know you're heavily involved in uh, a lot of college all-star events and the recruiting process and all that. But before we get there, what is your experience, your background, your journey in football? Um, so started way back in college, uh, went to Waynesburg University. Went there as a linebacker, uh, didn't see the field my freshman year, got moved to the defensive end and became a three-year starter there. Uh, and then, um, you know, I was lucky enough to graduate a semester early, getting my, uh, my master's attack that. And, uh, I was able to coach while I was going for my master's. I was the assistant D-line coach there at Waynesburg, I want to say back in 2014, 2015, uh, learned a lot, then transferred to the uh, the high school ranks in coaching, going on year five at Chartiers Valley High School in Bridgeville, PA, you know, coaching D-line there, awesome experience. And then all with all of that, uh, I've been with CGS going four years. I'm the director of player personnel and scouting for them, kind of rose up in the ranks for them. You know, uh, and I also get to coach the defensive ends this year as well for them. So it's going to be a great time. That's awesome. So you talk about like back in the day, 2014, 15, like that was 20 years ago. But realistically, that's not too long ago. And so transitioning from a player to a coach for you, what was the biggest challenge or the easiest transition for you to kind of transition into that role as a coach from a player did you like that transition was it hard for you what was that like Uh, I was lucky enough to get my first real coaching experience with my defensive line coach and my defensive coordinator at Waynesburg and you know just having the background and familiarity with the uh, scheme we ran defensively you know that helped uh, you know as as a coach young coach trying to transition I was a defensive lineman it was seeing how the defense fit in as a big picture overall, you know, from linebackers secondary and that, what what the defensive line brought into it. So learning that aspect really, you know, that was something new to me and and, and helped me grow as a coach. Sure, 
Sure. Uh, and that's, that's, uh, I'm always interested to learn like that transition. Cause obviously I, I was in the same, somewhat of a similar situation and doing a GA thing and kind of yep. figuring all that out. And, um, it's, it, it ain't easy, you know, it no, ain't easy not. for anybody. And I know you feel the same way that dude, I give it up to the guys who've stuck it out and, uh, have kind of rode the wave and, and are in it for five, six, seven, eight, nine years plus, And, it's it's tough it is not for everybody it's a grind i mean it's you know it really opens your eyes about the profession and like you said the the people who dedicate their lives to it so i mean it it brings it full circle for it did for me yeah yeah absolutely well this is a little different for all the listeners right we're a qbiq podcast we talk a lot of offensive philosophy and topics and quarterback and mentality and stuff like that but and your background is obviously on the defensive side and linebacker and d-line but uh, I wanted to really bring you on because you have this just this extensive knowledge of the recruiting process both from high school to college and then the scouting process of college to pro and you mentioned earlier that you're the director of player personnel for CGS which is college gridiron showcase and their new small school event. So if you could kind of talk about first that high school to college recruiting process and, and what some major points are for players that they should be, that they should be aware of. Well, first off, I mean, geez, you're, you're giving me an extensive in- entry there. Uh, you know, expertise. Oh man, I wouldn't say that, but, uh, <laughs> uh, the high school or college aspect and just learning it from a coaching perspective is, um, you know, grades matter and, you know, your freshman year is so crucial in high school to set you up in the long run. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of kids today that, you know, take off at freshman, sophomore year in the classroom and it, it hinders them down the line. I mean, so first and foremost, grades matter. And then transitioning the scout, the, college the pro level i mean that's that, that really you know that's something to see if you have the, have the chance to be around or be a part of it uh it's the, the scouting that goes in the process you know starting in late november to draft day you know in april it's 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 a long strenuous process and there's so many minute details to go along with it so what's the like? You've been around CGS obviously for four or so years, I believe. And yeah, four through yeah. the through the scouting. Like obviously, there's NFL scouts and CFL and these pro teams, and and even overseas now. I mean, all these pro leagues, you know, in Europe and 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 all, all that over there. What's like? What's one of the craziest things that a scout has looked for in a player? Right? Because we see come draft time in April and all that, everybody's like, you got hand size and feet size and all this jazz. What's, do you have a crazy story of like what a scout I, I don't, was looking for? I, see my, my perspective of it is that the, the, the fine details they go and they go about it. And, you know, they're pulling out these uh, iPads and, you know, and bringing up certain plays in certain games with these guys. And they simply ask, well, what are you thinking here? Like, what, what's the, what's the thought process going ahead? And mm. for these guys to recollect and go back on that, in that certain play in that certain game, that takes some talent and, you know, and, and knowledge and confidence and your wherewithal of being a good player. 
So, I mean, I'll have a crazy story, but I mean, that, that's just the crazy thing to watch is the fine detail of it. So it seems like it's, they're, they're really focusing on the mental aspect. Yes. Of these I mean, players. You still, you still have your physical attributes that they look for, but right. uh, I mean, the, the, the mental aspect is just as important. Oh, can, no doubt. Can you, can you process it? Absolutely. I mean, that's what we live and die by here at QBIQ. But that's that's interesting. Do you think do you think that's changed at all in the four years you've been there or over time that there's more emphasis on these kids and mindset and how they can adapt and, and react to something now where years before maybe that wasn't as important? You know, in this new digital age and the and the concentration and the ADD kind of thing. Do you think that's changed at all or I mean, I think, uh, I believe it's still, it's always been a big part of the process, the evaluation process. I mean, but with technology now to be able to bring certain plays up and, you know, be able to analyze certain aspects, I, I think, I think it's a little, I've grown a little bit, but I mean, I, I still think it's been a high importance aspect to the evaluation process. Yeah. So talking about CGS, College Gridiron Showcase, what is it, what's it do for a player? Why would a player want to be involved in this event? I mean, just some of the highlights we've had, you know, uh, in the five years I've, I've been on there for. So, I mean, five years of CGS, we've had more than 470 players receive NFL opportunities. Uh you know, in 2018, uh, we had eight alumni drafting the CFL draft. Uh, yes, uh, yes, sorry, CFL draft, and eight were in the first 41 selections. That's that's mm. awesome. Uh, 30 of our alumni are on NFL rosters currently. Uh, we've the CGS has reached into over, let's say, 700. College and universities, the ones that I saw. And then, you know, uh, this past year in 2019, we had 90 players get NFL opportunities and five alumni were drafted in, in the CFL draft. I mean, I mean, and here's, here's the biggest number I, I think of importance and what I think CGS brings is exposure. And this past year in 2019, uh, we had 150 pro scouts. 125 NFL scouts from 31 out of the 32 teams. I mean, that's if, if you want an opportunity, we provide you that opportunity here at CGS and you know, you will get exposure. We give you the opportunity. The rest of the rest is up to the player. Right. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a huge selling point, right? For these kids to say, you've got 150 pro scouts there. I mean, yeah. what other potential opportunity really do they get to do that? Do they get to showcase their talent in front of that many eyeballs that could potentially have an impact on their life? Well, I mean, there's other great events, you know, the senior bowl, uh, the East West Shrine game, the NFL PA game. Those are great events. I mean, if they're, if they're blessed enough to, you know, have that opportunity there, I think they, they can get eyes on them there. But I mean, you know, getting invited to a major all-star game, is a privilege in itself. So I, it, you know, if the opportunity is there, take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just kind of 
reading here, 475 participants have been offered pro opportunities. I think you already said that, 150 uh, yeah, professional scouts. Um, I mean, this seems like the cream of the crop um, when, it yeah. talks, when we're talking about events. Now, I know recently, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, you guys started a small school event. What's the, the – This past year. Um, okay. You know, so uh, – What's was the a, mission behind that? Get the lower levels. I mean, uh, you have your FCS schools, your NAIA schools, D2, D3. Those guys, you know, those small school guys, and there's talent there. There's talent in the lower levels. Um, I think you've seen it in years past recently. You know, teams are starting, you know, to really look at Division two, Division three, NAIA. You know, it will always been with FCS. But, you know, those smaller schools, they're getting a lot of looks. But, you know, again, it's the opportunity these players for these players to showcase their talent. And, you know, we, again, we at CGS, we provide that. We provide that opportunity for them to get in front of NFL and CFL scouts. Yeah. Now, where are the, where are the coaches from that, that coach in the event? Uh, all over. Uh, you know, we have Fred Armstrong, who, you know, worked with the Giants and, and uh, I believe the Jets as well. For a number of years in the NFL, uh, working under Tom Coughlin with New York with the Giants, uh, you know Richard Kent. He's a, I believe he's a secondary coach with in, in the CFL. I forget which team. I mean, uh, Mike Kisselak played for the Cowboys back in the nineties. Offensive lineman, uh, you know, a, 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 again different broad range of you know coaching experiences there and we again we, we don't try to over coach them in an all-star game you know we keep it simple uh read off a card boom done let's let's rock and roll play fast play physical uh yeah. and then well another thing that cgs uh really i think we set ourselves apart was we we are the first all-star event to implement like a implement an OTA style format for football professionals. I mean, so it's not, it's a controlled scrimmage. I mean, if you want to see a certain formation situation, you know, we can do it. It's not a game like setting where with the practice and, you know, make sure, you know, the, the plays are remembered and to which formations. Uh, no, we just have a card, you know, and then defense gets a quick call and, you know, we get at it. Right. Right. And, and uh, like you're, you're a unique coach in the sense that you, you coach at a high school. So you get to experience those 14 to 18 year olds. Yep. And then you also work in this event where you experience seniors in college that, that have gone through the gamut, you know, of eight years plus, of football plus, yep. and they're now at this high level. What, what is like, you know, what's the difference in or what's the message that you try to since you're in that unique position? What's the message that you try to bring back to the to the younger kids to say, look, if this is what you want to do, you have to take this seriously. What What is that message that you can bring back to those kids that you coach in high school? Uh, you know, what? I, I think it's, you know, just keep it simple. I mean, it, your goals can be achieved, but there's fine details you have to reach to the top and. You know, seeing these called seniors that are, you know, draft eligible are just, they're explosive athletes. 
but they're very technical in their approach and, you know, they don't just go out there without a plan. They always have a plan in place, you know, to execute on the field. And I think it's the fine details to get to that point. Right. No, I totally agree. I mean, here at QBIQ, we do, we obviously have training, you know, group training, one-on-one training, but then I think, one of the things that sets us apart as well is we do online and we have these things called game grades, which we know of in, in college and everything that, that players get graded by coaches. But we do that with quarterbacks all over the country. And I mean, just last night I was with guys that uh, an eighth grader to a junior in high school and they're putting this time in that a majority of people across the country are not. And, and they're getting these resources that, that a majority of people are not. And, that is one thing that we continue to harp is that you need to realize that there's a hundred, 200, 300, 500 more of you out there. So what are you going to do to separate, right? What resource, what effort, what time are you going to put into this? That's going to make you different. And that's the ultimate thing. When you go through the recruiting process, grades are great and all that, but that's, that's kind of like quote unquote common sense stuff. Like, of course you need to have good grades. That's number one priority. But then what are those things, what are those details that you're going to do to separate yourself from the 500 other guys that are fighting for the same thing that you are? Um, yep, I agree. So it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see in your position as kind of like a mentor and coach to where not only do you get to experience this high level of football guys that are, are fighting for essentially a paycheck at some point, but then right. able to bring that back to 14, 15, 16-year-old where – at least for me, and I, I know, I think I know you well enough that it's kind of empowering to say, okay, let's bring this knowledge and this information back to a 14, 15 year old and give them this information and opportunity that, that they may not have gotten otherwise. And that I certainly didn't get when I was 14, 15 to try to make them better sooner. Does that make, does that kind of fit a yeah, line? No, with no, no. I mean, I, I think as a coach in general, I mean, you, you always have to be open to learning new things and, Every day, um, blessed to be on a great staff at Char Valley to be learning every day from those guys, and you know, and then like you said, my experience at CGS, just learning from veteran coaches or learning what the players do, you know, how, how they how they analyze and and execute a certain situation, and then being able to bring that to a high school athlete and you know, high school player is you know a great thing to have you know so overall it's just being able to be an open book and learn new things yeah yeah absolutely and i'm i'm such a big fan of bringing that bringing that information back to the younger kid and maybe it's because i i kind of wish i had it when i was younger but i, I don't know it's just there's such a, a good feeling of seeing a eighth grader ninth grader tenth grader talk act look at football the way a senior in college does. It really makes you feel like you're getting the job done. Yep. Yep. I agree. Well, good stuff, man. Mike. So you've got uh, a few years of co- or high, excuse me, high school coaching experience. You're in your sixth year. You said fifth year, uh, fifth year of high school, fifth year of high school, fifth year of CGS, fourth year, fourth year, yeah. fourth year of CGS. What, what's been older. Hey man, I don't know anymore. I thought, Dude, last week I thought it was 2018. I, I don't know uh, what yeah. month it is or year it is anymore. 
I thought I thought today was Friday, but I was like, well, no, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> and and just so everybody knows, we're doing this at seven thirty in the morning. All right, so yeah. both of us are trying to are just waking up. I ran a little late at the gym this morning, so we started a little late. But I know yeah, I that this podcast would be. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was up. I'm an early riser, man. Yeah, try to get was that four thirty by choice or? Circumstance. A little both. You know, I I woke up and I said, oh, man, I need a cup of coffee, and then we'll, we'll go about our day. But okay. it's usually four thirty, five o'clock, you know. I got you. What kind of coffee do you drink? Whatever my wife has in the fancy coffee maker that, you know, That's I don't know what do you call it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A Keurig, yeah. So whatever. Okay. There's a lot of pumpkin flavored coming out. Oh, there you go, right? Yeah, it's fall. Good man. Well, part of the reason why we we started a little late this morning is is I ran a little late at the gym for one, but two, I had to stop at Walgreens because I don't know if you know this, Mike, but I'm a big Red Bull guy. And oh, oh, oh I, look at you! I am almost on a daily Red Bull, sugar free though. It's healthy, sugar free. Almost uh, on a daily Red Bull though? kick. Is it though? I mean. Like- Hey, I mean, you put the blinders up and say, oh, there's a lot more. There's a lot worse options out there. Oh, I agree. Don't get me wrong, but Red Bull, you know, it gives you wings for about four hours and it's a horrible crash after that. I don't know, man. It vitalizes body and mind. That's and I'm reading that off the can. (laughs) Oh, is there a sponsorship here in the the wings or what? It's it's in the works. It's trying. It's trying. Um. Hey, is you got to put the effort in to see what happens, but but dude, good stuff. So just like to kind of bring it back to how we know each other, I was actually telling uh, telling my girlfriend last night that I think you and I have only spent like three days together ever in person, and that yeah, was a couple years ago. A couple years ago, up at the All Star Game, which was a blast. I mean, we had we had a ton of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, good and, time, good and it's time. so cool to see in this coaching industry and in this coaching brotherhood, how literally we spent three days together and we've probably talked 15, 20 times in between then. And, you know, it just, oh, yeah. I mean, it, great connection. Uh, you know, just, you know, like you said, the coaching brotherhood, you know, brings a lot of people together and, you know, always connecting in the industry is, is awesome. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you touched on it, podium. Uh, they do they do some similar stuff to you guys. They're doing well. Uh, Will Will's a good guy, and we met with Dan Levy yep. back yep. then a couple years ago. Another good yep. dude, crushing it overseas. Um, so yeah, well, Mike, man, I know we got uh, we got things rolling today, so I'll let you go. But I really appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about high school recruiting and what's important there, and then uh, touching on all the the scouting stuff from college to pro. Um, feel like there's a lot of guys that sometimes miss opportunities but it seems like now uh it's getting better and better that process with more information and more events and coaches like you guys so kudos to what you're doing oh thank you man thank you this is awesome to be on here uh love what you guys are doing on the quarterback side uh and uh you know thanks for letting me talk about cgs today i mean it's, it's a great event jose jefferson and uh craig red the the two co-founders and, and the co-directors are just awesome. They've really, uh, they've really done a great job with the event. I think it's gone year, year six now. 
uh, you know, and they've, they've been great friends and mentors to me and, and the whole staff at CGS, you know, the science behind the scenes crew, the coaches, the, I mean, the, they're, they're awesome. Uh, I had to give them a shout out and, uh, you know, it's a great event and we're growing each year and it's, it's exciting to be a part of. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So where on Twitter can, what's CGS Twitter handle and yours? So my Twitter handle is capital M as in Mike, capital R as in Roger, I, lowercase I, T, T, 9140. And uh, I'll get you CGS's uh, Twitter account. I believe it's at capital CGS All Star. Okay. Could that be right? Could that be right? Uh, let's see here. Yep. At capital C G S capital A L L star. You know, awesome. So, like, like awesome. So there. everybody listening out there, go follow these guys, check them out. A ton of information for their event, but then also a lot of knowledge and education on the process and, and advice and tips and, you know, all that stuff moving forward. So Mike, appreciate it, man. Um, hey, thank we'll you have again. To link up soon. Awesome, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother.